This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, bit of a strange one. So last podcast went on so long and there was so much good stuff that we wanted to keep into it. We decided to make it two parts. This is the second part of our podcast with Wayne Bridge. Um, As you can see, we're a couple more brew dogs in and uh, you're going to love it. So here we go. Part two, that Peter Crouch podcast. Let's go. This next part of the podcast is sponsored by BrewDog. And you know what? We're actually going to say goodbye to beer for a little bit, Crouchy. And we're going to say hello to something a bit different. Although we have met him before. I'm not talking about him. But hello to Ryan, the bartender. He's here. What, Ryan? Hi, Hi, Ryan. How you guys doing? Nice to see you all again. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, Ryan's back, but he's got something a little bit different for us this time. We like different. Are we intrigued? I am. Shots? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so... After. (laughs) Ryan, it's not shots, is it? No, God, no. Um, it's too early in the day for that. We're all getting on a little bit. <laughs> we like to be quite refined when it comes to our alcohol behaviours, right? Mm, of course, yeah. drink responsibly. Absolutely. So going to introduce you into the world of stouts now. Um, now, when we think about stouts, we all think about one particular beer. Uh, starts with a G. You know, I think there's room at the top table for another beer of that kind. I think there's room at the top table for another Irish dry stout. Mm. Well, like, do you know what? I'm a stout. I'm a stout drinker. Oh yeah. You know, I like. I'm a. I'm a fan of it. See, I'm not a stout drinker, and I don't drink it. But I drink that. Yeah, that's that's, that's hey, all listen. anybody wants to hey, hear, it's right? Ben and Julian Dix saying, "Not for me." <laughs> <laughs> Julian Dix, come on, who's that? Nah, I don't drink nah. the big G, but I drink that. So it's it's, it's beautiful and rich and chocolatey. A little bit of coffee there, mm. and like you say, with a beer that we think of when we think about this stout. It looks like a meal, but it's not. And it's got that nice little bit of sweetness to it too. So Blackheart, 4.1%, nice and sessionable. We've always been known to be a company that... Sessionable. Sessionable. I love that. We've always always been known to be a company that likes a session. (laughs) (laughs) Sessionable. sessionable. You're sessionable. (laughs) You know, I am sessionable. You are, aren't you? No, I'm I'm one of them that, you know, I've grown up a bit now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? My dad started, started it on me when I was quite young uh, because it, 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 <laughs> uh, honestly, like well you know old enough to drink obviously yeah. um, but uh, it was he thought he'd put on weight a little bit you know it was like because I, I needed to put on weight my whole life right so he would he would say if you're going to drink you might as well drink well it's full of iron stout isn't it, isn't it? I don't know if it's as nutritious as like a, a broccoli yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> 
as alcohol goes, it has everything a growing boy needs. It truly does. It truly does. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to drive at here is Crouch. You know a thing or two about change, don't you? You obviously switch clubs a few times and a few. I thought you were. So you're referring to me transitioning. It's a secret. All right, so this is a bit of a change for us today. Um, maybe not the drink that we would have traditionally ordered, but we're switching it up, right? Mm, Got to switch it up, mate. We're big fo- changes. Big changes happening here. We're a football podcast. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in football? Um, the- well, it, it's so many, like so many changes when I first started to like, you know, kind of how how professional football became. Really, I mean, you must have seen it with, you know, Man City, for instance, and Chelsea, like two clubs where. You know, struggled maybe, and you know, certainly when I grew up, Chelsea, Man City weren't what they are now. Like, you must have seen it more than anyone. The changes in football. There's one massive change that stands out for me is obviously the money that comes into the football club, the players they bring in, and then they become better. But for me, as when we started, how old are you now? I'm 42. Same age. Yeah, so you, yeah, I'm 43. So I'm not Europe, but it was like. The drinking culture in the game is a massive change. Mm. How professional the game is and stuff like that. Because there was a drinking culture when I first started at Southampton. Um, you'd go out after a game on a Saturday and then on a Sunday. And then you'd end up out on a Tuesday. Whereas now they, they can't go out as much. So that was a oh, massive yeah. change. What about when Fergie came in with... <sighs> Um, like the mind games or as you say there was the diets wasn't there the Arsene no, diets I, I, think, and... I think Arsene Wenger was probably like a massive driving force in that I think it was like football culture was very much like you play on a Saturday and then you know you probably go to the pub you know and you, go, you know. whereas he thought you know actually you, you know let's, you've got to change the whole dynamic of the game like if you want to be a top team and top players it was kind of European European way, it was very much an English kind of mentality that of 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 it being probably less professional. And I think when 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 Arsenal came in and changed everyone's diet, you know, made things more professional, and um, and that is obviously obviously lasting. And our game's better for that. Yeah. Um, you know, not to say that we didn't enjoy those early times as well. Yeah. And they, I, he bloody ruined oh. it. He? <laughs> he bloody it. killed it for everyone. <laughs> but I think it's actually nice to Scott be part of both. Yeah, both yeah that's a, they changed it like Capello. I remember Capello came, came to the England camp and it was like no tomatoes, ketchup. Yeah, it's little things like that. You can't have ketchup. Yeah, I think but that's it. Mad. The think, food thing's massive. I guess what we want to uh, discuss is who are the game changers in football? Could it be Pep and everything he did? Uh, yeah, I think, I, think, and... I, think, I think tactically he's changed the game. You know, the way you, you look at football now, like, you know, the, the goalkeeper's become a, like an extra player on the pitch. Like he's utilising kind of the, the, the keeper as a, as a sweeper, as, as, as like a, you know, a third centre-half or, um, you know, another defender on the pitch. Like, you know, the way that the, 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 the right-back, comes into the centre of the field or you know the centre the centre half will go into midfield like he's, he's redeveloping football he really is and I think Arsene Wenger was like that before that you know Alex Ferguson before that it's always the people that innovators kind of, yeah innovators yeah and I think you know they've changed the game for the better so we want to know who your game changers are in football your black heart game changers if you will let us know we've talked about Fergie we've talked about Arsene a little bit about Pep 
Um, we want to know who yours are. We certainly do, right? It's Blackheart. We're game changing. We're changing the game. Uh, and if you wonder if this is actually better, here's your chance to give it a try. Just go over to brewdog.com forward slash crouch and buy a pack of Blackheart. Not only will you get some delicious stout, you'll be added into a prize draw for tickets to the next event we're hosting down at Brewdog Waterloo at the end of September. So get buying and hopefully we'll see you soon. Do you know, just on that, I really hope it's another beer pong tournament. It was a great. Then again, it would be good to try something different, which was the point of the beer pong tournament. The first I'm good at beer pong. Oh, mate, it was so fun. Bridget, you've got to come down, mate, honestly. Yeah, I won't we had, oh, Honestly, Rich from Brewdog, right? I'll give you a shout out. Um, and obviously all the boys as well, George, Ross. Um, it was quite competitive. What a demon, Richard. Jesus yeah. Christ. He's I'm up for it. I'm well up for yeah, it. Wait, I, I hit the winner in the final and, and felt yeah. probably the closest I will ever feel to winning a major trophy. Yeah, to, to, to how Wayne Bridge felt when he scored against Arsenal. Did you go from hero to zero? Yeah, <laughs> I ended up underneath cushions. China White. Did you sleep in the slide? Yeah, well, it was epic last time. But listen, if you want to get involved, make sure you get by Black Heart because it was a great event. And... We want more of the same. Is it right what I said a minute ago? So I feel pretty pissed. Yeah, I'm <laughs> 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 It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter because he's got some great stories. Yeah, we, we, were, we, recording enjoyed the, it. we were recording the first one and um, <laughs> we ran out of time. <laughs> um, we want to keep going. So we've made this a two-parter. Um, so Wayne, cheers for uh, being with us. Pleasure, appreciate it, mate. Appreciate. It. I think we should get into a bit of a bit of admin, if you don't mind, beforehand. This was a couple of podcasts ago. We were talking about um, an idea where you you name eleven players around a certain theme, but it's all puns on their name. There was a few. I mean, Robbie Growler, that kind of thing. Was... So that's a great one. <laughs> I, think I like yeah. that one. Uh, the problem is that evening we then went out, didn't we, Pete? And spent most of the evening trying to think up other 11s that we could do mm. but we are getting a few messages on well this, yeah there's one here from Tom um, obviously you know, it's quite vulgar I mean the first one was quite vulgar but this is sex positions um, and Tom messaged in just, just a few names uh, Rim Cahill Oliver Wankoff uh, Alan Rearer uh, Ben Miova <laughs> that's topical uh, uh, Martin Squirtle Okay. So, I like that's a bit much. Peg Guardiola. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne, got anything? <laughs> is there a bridge sex position? Probably yeah, is. there is. Isn't the bridge? Yeah, there must be a bridge. You've obviously done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna launch this from this week. If you send in themes, um, we'll whack it up on our social, and then it, I mean, it doesn't all need to be. So route one, you know, we can do different things. We could do a barbecue 11. We yeah. could do anything, couldn't we, really? Yeah. Um, but we'll do one a week, and I think it'll just be fascinating they to don't hear have a to commentator. Be vulgar, like, we could do barbecuing, you know, whatever. It's just whatever's funny, really. Immature is funny, though, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but speaking of bridges, didn't we get a message from someone? Um, well, was yeah, it was, it, was, it was a message here discussing, um, since you had Wayne on the pod last week, it got me thinking about bridges. Mm. And um, what is your favourite bridge? Yeah. Wayne, I'll probably come to you first on this because you are a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? There's, um, I yeah. really can't think of any. I've obviously been across the Brooklyn Bridge. Have uh, you? I jumped nice. off a few as a kid. Yeah, it's nice. Nice bridge. But there is one called Anthony Wayne Bridge. Is there? So it's got the Wayne Bridge in it. Where's that? So it's got uh, uh, Iho, I think. It's in America. Ohio. Oh, yeah, that's the one. 
There's a Wayne. <laughs> sorry, there is a Wayne Bridge out there. Is there? Oh, I no, thought there was. Wayne I Wayne thought bridge. there was because I get tagged in a lot of photos and they're on a bridge saying Wayne Bridge and I'm like, well, there is. There's got to be a Wayne Bridge thing because why are they tagging me in it? Okay, well, we can find that out very quickly. Can't I think we, it might it? be called Anthony Wayne Bridge rather than just Wayne Bridge. Well, and there also was some guy who was called Bishop something. His taking guy, I think. Do you know the name? Oh, Arch Archbishop of yeah, Canterbury. He started a petition to rename one of the bridges Wayne Bridge. Okay, well now we're talking. This is this is the world oh. that we can, I think, work in. So rather than a sort of tenuous link to a bridge with your name, um, which we have found, it is the Anthony Wayne Bridge. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a nice looking bridge. Where is it? Lovely bridge that in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, Ohio, yeah. Toledo, Ohio, and it's a landmark named after Anthony Wayne, suspension bridge. But that's the thing. So it's Anthony Wayne Bridge. Yeah, rather so than just Wayne. We could try there. and change it. Well, very know. quickly, before we nail this, favourite bridge, Crouchy? I'm a big fan of Tower Bridge. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I just don't think you get, a, you don't get that kind of history on many bridges. No, you don't. And we, we went underneath it recently. We did, you know, we, we went from the O2, we did something at the O2, and we got the, um, was it the, the Uber boat or yeah, something? Yeah, Blue Pete's mind by getting on the, it. Uber on the Uber boat. boat. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's great though, isn't it? <laughs> he, spent, he spent the first 15 minutes literally looking around going, I can't believe it. I, can't, I just couldn't believe it. It blew my mind. And I was flying down the, obviously the, on the Thames, and he told me it took... Um, 15 minutes. I, I must have been on it 45. Abs <laughs> was calling. I was on it. Yeah, she was like, calling me going, you said you? You, I'm still on this fucking boat. We're, we're <laughs> beers on a boat at this point. <laughs> oh, I was having a few jars. What is this greatness? I'm like, it's, more, it's wearing thin now. Okay? <laughs> it, was, it was like, yeah, when the missus, when the missus got in touch, he suddenly got really grumpy with me as if it was my fault. It's <laughs> it like, like you've basically like, kidnapped me. I can't move. He's drinking beer, so his missus thinks he's on some boat party. <laughs> and he's like, you're not getting home. <laughs> on a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. But it was, it was amazing, actually. It was, it was incredible. What I realised, obviously, when we went through Tower Bridge, uh, on the right there, obviously, by the, um, the Tower of London. That's it. Yeah, so on the Tower of London, you've got the, uh, the, the Traitor's... Traitor's Gate. Traitor's Gate. So you can only yeah. see it from the river. I don't know if you've ever done this, but you go uh, along the... Boat I've been on got, a boat on there, but I've never the noticed Traitor's Gate. It. So oh, obviously I mean... where they take the prisoners in for, for on, on the boat into the Tower of London and then they'd execute them in there so don't yeah. get that on many bridges you know <laughs> no, what I mean like, that, that oh, you good. go under Tower Bridge and you see that it's a lot of history there so what are you wanting renamed here Tower Bridge is going to be tricky <laughs> Traitor's Gate <laughs> Traitor's Gate <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's good press in that surely <laughs> you want to rename it <laughs> rename Traitor's Gate yeah, Traitor's Gate it's a gate I mean that'd be Jonathan Woodgate you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah there you go we had Jonathan Woodgate on we could change it <laughs> yeah. but it's a bridge. We'll add yeah. that to do list. Let's get You're you not a getting bridge. out of it. Oh, mine's easy. Um, Fleet Services Bridge. What, over the motorway? Linking both sides of the motorway. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah. What a bridge yeah. that is. <laughs> no, it is. It's clever how they do that, isn't it? It's such you a know, good like, bridge. You go, well, you go, oh, McDonald's is here. You go, you've lied to me. It's not here, is it? <laughs> it's fucking over the bridge. <laughs> Always away, isn't it? The lie, you can't you go in there and you go, it's not here. You have do to... you ever do the thing on the service station bridges where you try and run across without a car hitting you? No, but now I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a great game. <laughs> but I mean no, but what I mean is hopefully uh, on the bridge. Just though, yeah. for clarity here to anyone stupid, what I'm talking about is on the bridge, but you run it imagining that you're going across the motorway, but it's in a safe oh way. Oh my god, what a game. <laughs> 
I feel like it's dangerous, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not at all dangerous. No, but because you should never try and run across a motorway. But on the bridge, can you stop in the middle? Like or you not? have to. Sometimes <laughs> you have to go like. Oh, <laughs> oh I've got to have a go at that. That's and brilliant. you're doing both north and southbound. <laughs> Six later. Six, Six later. Six later. Yeah. Have you ever made it across yet? I've never done it. Oh, no. Oh, no, I've never, never done, done it. it. No, no, I'm quite disciplined with it as well. Like, uh, you know, I play it for real. Yeah. The only way they could improve that bridge, in my opinion, between fleet services is having a glass bottom underneath oh, it. Oh, nice. So you can see down, you know? Yeah. Any that service would be good. stations that are thinking of building a bridge over, like, it, that's the way to go. That's the next, that that's the, yeah, it's 2023. They'll but do it. They'll do what it. we're saying here at the start of this podcast is let's get Wayne Bridge a bridge and someone listening will be able to facilitate this, surely. surely. And we can start smaller if needs be yeah. and sort of auction it up. So it could be some shitty little bridge. Um, well, it could be a nice one over a duck pond or something. You know, I mean? like, yeah, like the one I used to jump off as a kid down in Winchester. Yeah, it's well, one it's there. Got, you've got history there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Winchester Services. Oh, there isn't a bridge there, is there? Mm, not, I'm not, I've never been there, so I wouldn't know. It's nice, Winchester Services. Yeah. I've, I used to do a lot. It's leafy, but there's not much going on it's there. It's no Cobham. No. It's no Cobham, let's be honest, but it's no. a nice service. It's definitely not Beaconsfield. No, Cobham's the best services in the UK. Well, I'd, I'd argue it's it not. Is good. Yeah, it is Have you good. been to Gloucester Services? No, I fucking know. Where are we going now? <laughs> <laughs> What goes on in Gloucester? Is that what Gloucester's a rival, mate? Is it? Oh, mate. Gloucester. Like, why? What's there? Have you been to Cobham Services? The though? milk comes straight from the cow. It's like there's a farm shop. There's. Oh, it's. 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 It's nice. Yeah. It's different then. It's it's a different type of service station. The only other one I'd like to give an honorary mention to is uh, Magor, just as you cross into Wales from England. I find it's the most convenient Mackies there. Do you know what I mean? Because you just slip straight into it as you go. So you cross into Wales, which is always beautiful. Cross the bridge there. Can't remember that bridge name, ironically. Um, and then straight into Magor, just off the toll. It's lovely. Right. Oh, I'll bear that in mind. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't right, go like, there very often, uh, but yeah. yeah. All right, we'll bear that all in okay, mind. Okay, so what we're asking for, I guess, is, um, you know, send in how we can do this. We want a bridge named after Wayne Bridge. If needs be, and I don't think we should be advocates of sort of hanging sheets off bridges or no, I'll just jump name. off it or something. If long as there's water below it, but it's yeah. a real bridge. And if it's off in I think ideally we'd like the one that he actually jumps off in in Winchester. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he's even got a name. I mean, there might be a listener who's in charge of bridges in Winchester. Do you know yeah. I mean, you never know. And if you think that should be your role, again, get in touch. Peter.crouch at acast.com. Mm. And we'd love to sort this for Wayne. And um, diary permitting, we'd love to have a little ceremony maybe by, by the bridge. Do you reckon this could actually happen? Yeah, yeah mate. <laughs> oh, I'm so things, things <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to bother you with the beauty tunnel. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll move for on. another day. Um, okay, so last time we spoke, um, we talked a lot about Southampton. We talked a lot about Chelsea. Probably the natural point to start uh, this podcast is Man City, right? Yeah, and just sort of like, you know, where you were with that, obviously, you know, you explained, I think, on the last pod, like, you know, you, you didn't really want to go. Um, but how did you find that kind of experience? I liked it because Mark Hughes, I played with him before and I really liked him as a manager and a coach. I had um, righty Sean Mike Phillips who was there at the time, so... Mm. I was back with him. Um, I thought there was a great bunch of lads there. Craig Bellamy got on really well. If he stayed with me for a while, Mika Richards, who I loved, I thought was great. Um, Football-wise, was just difficult going from a team that was playing so well and 
just clicked to going for a team that hadn't really clicked right yet. Did it not feel as fine-tuned, maybe? Just not fine-tuned. It's a great word, fine-tuned. Um, and I think what I found really hard, and I think Bellamy did as well, because we obviously got signed by Mark Hughes when he got sacked. I was gutted. And it wasn't that it was going so bad. It's just we weren't winning games. We were just ended up with draws. We had like seven draws in a row. If we had nicked a load of them as wins, he'd be all right. I think that I found that quite hard because he had signed me and then weeks later he gets sacked. So I, I actually felt really bad. Mm. I think Bellas did as well. We didn't think it was right either. So like, how did you find like living up there and things like that? Like, uh, you know, like the, the whole move. It, it wasn't too bad. I basically lived in a hotel for six yeah. months and it was great because I was getting invited to staff parties a lot. Yeah, and that's just, really Alan just, Partridge, just, isn't it? Just, just like, like, <laughs> what hotel were you in? Lowry. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so nice I was just visit. getting the, you know, dressing gown, flip-flops on, walking down, having breakfast, going to training. But what is um, it with this hotel? Because Mourinho stayed there as well. Did He lived there, sorry. England team, we used to... Yeah, there much else in Manchester apart from that? Well, there, there's obviously there. other hotels, but I just think it is the main one and it's quite close to the centre. But I've stayed there... Uh, once or twice. I don't know if I, I'd want to live there. Like, room, I don't yeah, understand. The room what the... I had was quite big. So I had a little sitting there and everything, but I totally get what you mean. It's not one of them hotels. You get in a room and go, oh yeah, this is really nice. It's yeah. it's not really. I, it, I don't even necessarily mean it against the hotel. I just mean more like, it feels like it resets every day. Like surely living in a hotel for that long, yeah. hard to make it homely. Oh yeah, it wasn't homely. I had a computer in there. Um, it definitely wasn't homely, yeah. but it was it was only six months, and I ended up in uh, Audley Edge. Oh, right. um, I rented a house next door to Patrice Ever. Actually, I'm not sure he liked me as a neighbour or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I was on my own and single, so there was quite a lot of noise coming from the house. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. I, it was. It was. It was. What was really hard for me there was. Obviously, Hughesy getting the sack, and the new manager that came in, we just had a very rocky. Mancini. It started off right, Manchester. It was very rocky, and then I just felt like it just made it really hard because it just didn't go well between me and him. It started off all right, and then all of a sudden, it just took a massive dive. Do you know what, why? What would he do? Oh, I got. I basically got stuck with the kids. Um, but the one thing that stands where it went really bad is um, I'd had an injury, a broken toe. I spoke to the doc and he was like, you either rest for six weeks, we have an operation and it's going to be, still going to be six weeks. So, and it was basically for me, I'm not, it sounds stupid, like here goes, you're always a broken toe, just get out there and play. It was like, it was so painful to like put a boot on and it wasn't like I could play with an injection because if, if I could, I would. I played at Brighton for a whole season of having injections and painkillers the whole season I played with it. The doc's like, well, you can't because it's going to get worse and worse and worse. It's not going to heal, so you can't do it. Mancini just didn't get it. He just didn't want to know. With injured players, I thought it was really bad. It wasn't just me, it was with some other players. Um, and after that, when I recovered, I went in, started training again, and straight away I was chucked into um, one of the UEFA games. I'd only been training like three or four days. And we, you know you do a little bit of training before the game in the morning? Nothing too much. My quad felt tight. I went to David Platt, I said, Platt, my quad feels a bit tight, you know. And he was like, oh, I'll tell the manager. And as I got on the coach, he just like threw his hands in the air, started speaking Italian, basically. The word he actually used was, I think one of the words he used was pussy, called me a 
some other words. And I just went, oh, I'll just play then. And I tore my leg in two places in like the 60th, 70th minute. And then for me and him, that was just us done. He was just like, mm. they had signed Colorado Cleats. Colorado and Cleats ended up being there, but I can't remember which one come in first. And me and him were just done, really. It was just, he just basically pushed me to the side mm. after that. He called you a pussy in Italian. Well, no, he actually said that in English. But he was basically, he called me so many, like... he called, it's so many things. And I was just like, I just told you my quad's tight. Like, I've been out for six weeks and I've only trained a few days. And I just, I just I'm not one of them people that will not, not want to play. So I just went and played and I tore it in two places. But well, there you go, I told you it was tight. And then from then on, really, it just went downhill. And then he stuck me, I was training with the kids. Is that done... Explain that to me, lads. Is that done on purpose? Because sometimes you hear of that happening. Is that done as a kind of punishment? Well, yeah, or as a kind of... Don't want, don't want to rejection or... I kind of get it if there's a bad, if you're a bad egg. Yeah. And I, I want you away. Go and train with the kids. But I think what he did, there wasn't a bad egg. If there was any bad egg in that club for me, I know there's people like... Meek Richards would like say about Maribel, oh, he was funny, he was this. I don't think he was. He would turn up, do what he wanted. Like if he was at Man United... Mario Balotelli. Balotelli. If he was at Liverpool, Man United, with the people you had there, they wouldn't let him get away with the stuff he did. And Mancini would let him get away with it. And then I've had a falling out of him anyway, Balotelli, so we probably weren't the best of friends. But I was like, I wasn't a bad egg, so don't treat me, treat me like that. Because I'll always put the effort in, I'll always come and I'll always turn up in time, I'll always go in the gym early. But it was just basically go with the kids. I think there was me, Bellamy, Shay Given, Adebayo, Nadia Manoa just training with the Sounds kids. Sounds like quite a fun group, though. It was a good, it was a fun group, <laughs> but it was never a problem. And it was no, like, I get it was, it. and do you think it was un? Do you think he wasn't? It it wasn't fairly balanced out amongst other squad players that no, not actually not balanced were. out. When I say Balotelli, I was like, you'll let him kind of do this. Like it, it turned up late for training, Crouchy, right? And you're already training, and he stroll across to the pitch, still fully clothed, on his phone. Walk over, still on his phone. Well, still if if yeah, finish the phone call and then speak to the manager rather than run in, get changed and run on the pitch. And then Mancini would be throwing his hands in the air like this. And I was like, that's what I mean. And I know it's great that he ended up winning it, the league for Man City. But this face facts for me as a manager, it wasn't him. It was just the players he had. Mm. Training was rubbish. We'd do team shape against mannequins and it'd be like, play this way. And, it's like, and you'd be like, well... We ain't playing against mannequins. What if this happens? I mean, Bellamy used to say to him, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And and he used to just go mental with him. And then he ended up sending him home one day and then he never came back for ages and he was our best player at the time. And it's just, just the way... Mm. The way you handle players. Yeah, I just didn't... And then yeah. that was me really done. And I, there's one thing that stuck out for me. It was like, everyone had left. But where I was on really good money, it was like, I could go places... But they wanted me to go somewhere else. I wanted to go here, which means it only covers a certain amount of money. And I remember it was coming up to the Christmas period and I was like, well, I'm going to have Christmas off because I'm training with kids. I get two weeks off. And then as we were going, he called me over and went, oh, you're going to train with us for two weeks. And, no, I'm going to go in for Christmas. You're not You're not going to play me, are you? You're just doing it to just Spite. be spiteful. Or I would call him an horrible cunt. And really, so we just started What's arguing. What's that in Italian, though? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> We started arguing in, in front of all the players and I was like, you're just... Like, I've never been a problem to you. I've never been a problem to the club. Like, you're the one who's treating me 
this way. That's how I felt. And now you're just taking... It's just like, because I'm going to go home and have Christmas Day with my family. And like, you want me here, why? Just to piss me off. And because we started arguing, he said loads of stuff to me. And then in the end, he just had the ump and he just went, do you know what, fuck off home. So I literally went home for Christmas. So then when I actually finally went back, I went back days earlier, actually, because I'm just that person. I should have just stayed long, but I didn't. I came like day after Boxing Day and they tried fining me, but I just wouldn't take the fine. It's hard to know what fuck off me. means in that situation, though, isn't it? Ugh. If I was told to fuck off, I would do the same as you. I would, yeah. I would fuck off. Fuck off, fuck off home. Then he said. But sometimes a fuck off can mean fuck off, but come back, please. Like, <laughs> but he yeah, never but... said come back, please, at the end. So I was gone. Yeah, but this is how it was. It was like when they tried to. That's find how Abby me. works, though. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> she'll yeah. say my fuck wife... off, but don't fuck off. I'm yeah. like, it's like that's how women. Yeah. Work. You told Steve. me to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you've just like, got to go. What do you mean you're we're, in a pub? We're, we're not doing Christmas presents yeah. this year. Oh, we fucking are, are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just say what it is. You know what I mean? You gotta be clear. Which one is it? You gotta. I don't want to go out tonight. Oh, but you do. Is sure. this a fuck off, fuck off? Is this a fuck off, but I'll see you tomorrow sort of thing? Hard to have them discussions though, is Oh, it is. It is definitely. But he sounds obviously like, I know through other players as well, like he was kind of a tough person to deal with. Yeah, I found it hard. Mm. And like when they tried to find me, I ended up getting a representative from the PFA because I told them the story and they come in and the man sit was straight away like, what's he doing here? When, when he trying to find me. Uh, and then, then they didn't find me. And Platty kept begging me to just take a £12,000 fine to keep the manager happy. And I thought, no, I'm not doing it. But yeah. I got out in the end. And the only reason I ended up getting out is because I text the owner. And the owner never replied to me, but he called the club and went mental and just said, just let him go, basically. Really? That's when I ended up at Brighton, yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So a bit of a, a kind of odd exit from City, I think it's fair yeah. to say, not, not yeah. typical of the other moves ooh, that you made, ooh, yeah. which by the sounds of it were a lot more level between you actually being happy to stay at a club and yeah. be a servant to that club, but moving for what whatever reason. Yeah. And I, I got to a stage where I just hated football because I was training with the kids. Yeah, you, yeah, you would yeah. do though, wouldn't you? Especially away from home, kind of training with the kids. Like you've got yeah. no purpose at the end of the week, you're not playing. Yeah. Um, I at, thought I was done, to be fair. I thought that was it, me done. You, what age were you then? I would have been 32. Yeah. Because I, I, I ended up with two loan spells. So I ended up with West Ham, Sunderland, yeah. Brighton. Three loan spells. West Ham was a good one, wasn't it? Or was they it? went down. Yeah, yeah, they were. So I was saying, okay, I you played The well, worst right? thing about it was I met, um, I met a guy, right? I thought you played until he went down. It's good to be away from the slightly toxic Abraham, situation. Abraham was manager. And, toxic we, and we went down. Get relegated. But, I mean, they yeah. were relegated that season. I loved Apologies, I thought I went well. No, it did. I, I really enjoyed it there because I, I loved the club. They were like a proper family club and yeah. I really liked the fans, but it didn't go well. Aaron Grant was manager at yeah, the time. I thought you played well there. I, thought you'd I did it right. I did it right, yeah. And then Sunderland didn't go well at all. Martin O'Neill, just that was just weird did not get that one bit I could have gone to Reading which was going back home which I wish I had but my 
Matt, my agent, taught me into going to Sunderland. And I went and just didn't play. I thought it turned up and I'd start playing straight away and I never did. But Brighton sort of galvanised <coughs> you again? Oh, Is that fair to say? It, honestly, I absolutely With Gus. loved it. Yeah, loved Gus. Um, I just loved football again. Just loved playing there. I, I wish I got another year there. But I'm kind of glad I never because I did a year at Brighton and that was it. My knee was just gone. Yeah. But, um, so you had to make that decision at that point. And yeah, we've spoken but, about this a fair yeah. bit on the pod, that that moment you've got to decide. Yeah. And, but Brighton, I just loved it. I was mm. just like, I was playing week in, week out. And I know it was down a division. I kind of found it a little bit easy. Um, but, you know, I wasn't getting any younger. I was playing with injections. I had a bit of a groin problem, a bit of a knee problem. Um, taking loads of painkillers, but I loved it. I loved playing. That's why I say, like, I play, I will play through most things unless it's a real issue. So when I said I had a quad problem, I had a quad problem. I did yeah. not have a quad Ooh. problem. I'd always want to play. And I just I just loved it down there. Fans were great. The lads the lads ripped me for the first couple of weeks. Every time I'd walk in the dressing room, there's a Saturday songs playing or something. Okay, so and at then, this point, yeah, by this point, are you and your now wife together? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Were you a fan of the Saturdays? No. Might be honest. No. no point in lying, is there? I was. <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> For me, I thought, you know, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. he's more of a sugar babe man, but... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was... <laughs> we, yeah. That moment. I wasn't really a girl band fan, I don't think. <laughs> no? No. Maybe I see this... One that stands out for me is really weird. I don't know why this stands out for me. It's going to the local Chinese, getting a takeaway and seeing the Spice Girls on the TV in the corner. So probably the Spice Girls for me. Mm. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know why. But do you You must now be more invested in the Saturdays as a, as a pop-up. They're not going, mate. Well, Finished. they're not doing it anymore. No, no. But they've retired? I don't know what you call that. But... I learned one of their songs for my initiation, well, This, this is what actually. I wanted to ask you. Did you never... Because you sort of... If you're, if you're going to then go out with someone from the band. You do have to kind of learn the songs a bit, don't you? And, and take I don't think I, learned, and... I only learned it just oh. for this initiation test. That's the only... Yeah. Hi, it's a banger. Yeah, I, I, can't, I did All Fired Up for my initiation. Did all, all the dance moves. All Fired Up moves. and I Feel Alive. All <laughs> Fired Up. I feel, and there's a little bit of a... They call it slut drop. Is that right to say <laughs> that on this book? I got a little bit of a slut drop in there. <laughs> yeah, did the old slut drop in yeah. there uh, for the initiation. I learned it in the back of a taxi, actually. <laughs> yeah. Did and I did, teach and I, you it? Yeah, in the back of a taxi. <laughs> we were at, it was our last night out for I was going away for the pre-season tour and she taught me on the way home and then... Where was the initiation? What got at Brighton? At Brighton, yeah. That's great and because I don't know, think just... a footballer's ever been coached for an initiation. Maybe that's the way yeah. it's going. Yeah, well, that's, you know, they're filmed now, aren't yeah, they? Do you know, know what? I just thought... <laughs> I got on... I, I think the lads, they always said they were expecting something different from when I went there, thought I was going to be a bit big time. The pre-season tour definitely helped because there was a night out and all got a bit loose and then the initiation and they were like, oh, this is fucking great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Bridge, slut dropping, suggests yeah, that he's yeah. maybe well, not too big time. Though, you know what I mean? He's been professionally coached by the singer as well. Yeah. <laughs> the coaching's unbelievable, isn't and it? it? Can you imagine that in the back of a taxi? Incredible. Going, right, so talk me through it again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's there just doing the little like, arse yeah. out sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> I think you know, yeah, right? There's so, so much, obviously, since you've retired as well. Like, um, we've we've got to get into retirement kind of thoughts, right? And and where did it happen for you? Like when you were kind of alone, or uh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't alone. So it finished at Brighton, then that was me done, and it was, do I stay at Brighton, 
or do I go Reading? Those are my options. Um, and because Gus was leaving Brighton, I was just really unsure of it because I really like Gus as a manager. Was he and a big then, part of your happiness there? Like when you signed with him, did it feel like maybe having a bit of a negative experience with a manager to go into this sort of got everything going for you again? What I liked about Gus is he he could be harsh sometimes, but I think sometimes if he'd been harsh, then people deserved it. But he was very open to the players. He was a little bit... There's one thing that stands out. I remember a meeting. He went, look, I know what being a footballer is all about. Like One of you might be chasing a girl. It ends up being a night before training. You've gone out. You've had a wild one. You've had loads of sex. And you come in. You shouldn't care. Just, just call me. And just, you can have the day off. That's a weird... But, what? What? <laughs> But just don't do it all the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Wow. So, what and I was a bit, and it was, it was this thing, and I was just like, he's great. And with me, it was like, I put the effort in. I always put the effort in. And because I was a little bit older, he would say, I oh, have a couple of days off. Or, you know, if it was a thing, I he said, I have six days like, off. Yeah, that, like, when you call for anything, you have to make up an illness, this sort of thing. Like, everyone's used to that. The idea that you phone up to say, sorry, I can't come in today, I've had too much sex, is mind-blowing. And too much to drink. Do you know but, what? But can no, we just, can you, can we just, I just need to hear I've, how this I've, will be. Can you do a decent, have you got a Gus in you at all? I don't do think you, so. You have, or do you need to hear it, maybe? You must have a Gus in you. I have got a Gus in me, I haven't got, got a Gus. Gus it would sound offensive. It would sound offensive. You play his voice. It would sound offensive. I've just got a blast of Gus here. Just give it a listen, Pete, and see if you can do him justice, because I'd love to hear this. A little bit of both. Uh, I think it's better when you win. You convince the players. Okay. But we're trying to set... Okay, Wayne, put, right. put the phone call in. Right. All right. Uh, Gus, I've had a... I've had a real late night. I've had a few drinks and... Uh... Wayne, you've been here chasing girls last night. She <laughs> <laughs> sounds more like a radio. <laughs> you che- hey, you chasing the girl? I've been... Yeah, late one, plenty of sex. You have the day off, Wayne, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like French, Portuguese, Italian all mixed together. <laughs> hey, you have the day off tomorrow. <laughs> That's Reno, that. <laughs> Mental. Amazing. So then you do, right? So you do you do retire. And um, obviously, I got a touch on it. The jungle, right? Yeah. And, and, and I have to say, the, the obviously, the you know, I'm a celebrity episode, like the series you were in. Like that's, that's the one I always remember. It felt like that was one. I, I'm not just saying it because you're here. I genuinely think that was probably the best one. It was, it was a good group. I had uh, Larry Lamb, who I absolutely love. I still speak to him every now and again. Great lad. Um, Adam Thompson, um, Scarlett Moffat, Lisa Snowden was on it. Carol Vorderman. Right. Um, Joel Domit was on it. It was a good group. But what's weird is I used to watch it all the time, and then when I was on it, I never watched it again. Like football. It was, it, yeah. Completed it. Completed it. No need. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of them that I was, I didn't know if to go on it or not. It's one of the things that if you said, oh, go and do it, I thought, yeah, I'd love to go and challenge myself to do all them things. Is that what it was about for you? Yeah. Like doing a bit it of a challenge, something different. For me, it wasn't going get something out of it after. For me, it was just the challenges. Because I'm not really that comfortable in front of the camera. But after a few days, you just you just forget about that. Then what you do know is that certain people might act up for cameras, and you realise people have a, have a thing about, yeah, and that's what 
used to do my head in a little bit. I don't think there's integrity in the sport of I'm a celebrity. Well, Get I think we all know there isn't. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was what? like we go in the Bruce Tucker <laughs> telegraphing, whatever it's called, and I'd just be like, how have you spent 40 minutes in there talking? I go in there... I'm in and out in two minutes. Because you're media trained, Wayne. They'll ask, no, they'll ask me a question. I think it was Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby and we got to chat to them while we were in camp. I got called and go, oh, how, how good was that to see them? And I went, I couldn't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> fucking hungry. All I want is a fucking burger. I couldn't give a fuck about Philip and fucking Holly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I'd go, I'd go Joel, like, how have you spent 40 minutes in there? He's, oh, you know, just chatting... Hopefully I'll say something funny. <laughs> but I, it was, yeah, it was just, I just, it wasn't that part of this. I didn't like it. But we had a good experience in general. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Like we kept in contact and there's the group is still going now. Every now and again, something can pop up. I still speak to Lisa, Adam and Larry the most. It's always awkward when an old WhatsApp group just fires up occasionally. Yeah, it's usually you know? when something's got something going on or there's something new for them going on and... Someone go, oh, well done, or someone's had a baby and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think it's an amazing thing to go do. I think also, like, getting to know you on these couple of podcasts, I think it's great that you've signed up to it because it's a point of difference, as you say. It's not It's not even a, necessarily about the others being so savvy. It's that it is an opportunity for yeah. people could, to be seen in a different yeah, light. I kind of wish I had done it um, now. Yeah rather than then because I think after that was the SAS show and then which was really weird going on that show made me become more comfortable in my own skin I think going what? on that show is that because you were good at it like you no it's because of them the mental side of things you look what they've gone through what Foxy went through with you know all the stuff he's gone through and the PDST they talk about and they're very good at you should go on that show really and they will help you but they will drag stuff out of you to help you and I, at the end of it they were just because I did suffer a lot with self-confidence a lot of the time and they were just like they'd sit down and go, well, what the fuck you've done this you've done that and then like any little issues you've had they'd always try and help you so I think going on that show was the best for me so did they did you uh, did you suffer that like not you know not oh, being I, as confident I, as you should be yeah I think but like when I spoke on the show I think it stems from school because I was just well, pretty dumb or just I wasn't very good at school and I think that made me quiet and I, I've always said like if I went on a sh like quiz show with Joey Essex he'd probably fucking beat me <laughs> so I'd never so I'd never go on it mate I'd like never go on one I'd just get beat but I'm like there's no I just didn't really enjoy school and and that was that and, and then you think that may, might have made that you that made me go into my shower yeah. a lot more I and then did you want the did you want those shows that's quite deep end, isn't it? To go, all right, I feel quite self-conscious. I'm going to go on to massive TV shows. I, I, the, I've got a picture, actually, of when I actually decided when I was going to do The Jungle, and it was my dad, after being on the pistol day, pushing me along on a trolley, and I think I just called him and went, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my mates going, oh, just do it, go on, just do it. And I was like, I was still so nervous. Um... But then I really, you know, years later, you realize, oh, I shouldn't have been really. You just go on there and just yourself. And Were you is, surprised is, by is. the reaction to yourself? Because I guess you're so closed off in the jungle, especially. 
do you do you do you worry? Does it what what happens? Does I it? I, I totally forgot about it. To be honest, I, you you just all you want is food. You want to <laughs> see your loved ones. Like when the votes are coming in, you 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 half want to leave, but you half don't because you want to last as long as you can and mm. not be defeated. But if you got out, you just think, oh, I'm just going to go and have pizza and burger and just drink and see my family. Mm. What was so, your first meal? I ate way too much. The first thing they say to you is, don't eat too much dairy. Because that a, a great because you you literally eat nothing. I lost so much weight. I look I look like I was losing weight for Musa. I was just so skinny. My face disappeared. I think I had burger, chocolate biscuits, pizza, something. Then then went out and went on a mad one. Then woke up the next day and I think I had heartburn for about five days and I, and I just felt sick because you you don't have like. No, it's the dairy that's really yeah. messed me up. Ooh. That's you the problem for me. Like, I, I couldn't go on it. Like, seriously, like, I have to, you know, I eat three square meals a day and look like this. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. But you couldn't, you know, I couldn't be in that environment, like, where I couldn't, I have to eat so you much. You do, you get, you do definitely get, there's a lot of angry, you can get angry. They probably don't show a lot of it, but I just, there's a couple of times where I just lose it, not lose it badly. But I was like, there's one food thing and it was taking ages to come down. I was like, just get the fucking food down, for fuck's sake. And then you go and do a task and it's like, oh, can you go and do this again? And you're like, really? You want me to fucking walk more? Like, it was just, a, it was just like, but I loved it. There's bits that I loved. There's, there's stuff, obviously, it was really hard, but I really loved it in the end. Ooh, yeah. I loved it. And what it. about like kind of the, 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 the public perception of you after? Like, what was it like? You know, did you feel, you know, when you're walking down the street, was it more kind of intense? People recognise you more? Like, not just football people, but, like, everyone. Yeah, it's, it's everyone noticed you then. Yeah. So I'd go into Waitrose and you'd have, like, the mums and the grandparents speaking to you, which, yeah, School very different. must be different in the, after those sort of shows, I, I imagine. Uh, yeah, definitely a little bit different. It's, it's a little bit, it was, But for me, it was more, I like going Waitrose, you see. Um, <laughs> just because it's closer than Sainsbury's, that's all. Um and it, it was just then and just walking down the high street, not so much the school run, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was just um, it was just that, and it was nice, I guess. Yeah. But I, also, I'm not very good at taking compliments and gifts and things like that, so it's just weird. It was just but weird. also, it's not like your achievements in football, is it? It's a different. No, yeah. It's a different beast altogether. And That's... also, what with that shows a lot of editing that goes on. Yeah, exactly. You don't see everything. At least with football. Everyone can see you do your game, yeah. uh, and uh, you earn you earn the respect yeah. from doing something that yeah. is accountable to a lot of people. The jungle is a is a different beast for that. I but guess. also, you don't know what they're showing. You're filmed twenty four sevens. You never know what they're but showing. Does that not prang you out? No, you're so hungry in the end. All you think about is food. I love it. It's you did just you, food. You literally talk about food. You're so yeah. hungry. All you talk about is food. That is literally all you talk about. Mm. And then it, it's it's weird because you'll you'll be in there. And someone would go out first. You're like, how have they got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they've great. been great. And it's like Jimmy Bullard. I love Jimmy Bullard. I think he's amazing. He was like, he was out early doors. I'm like, how? Mm. Like, he's great. So there's a lot. Of, you just don't know what they're showing sometimes. So you're in there and you don't know what they're showing. And this is where I notice when people come alive. We were on live with Philip and Holly. And um, all of a sudden, people come to live. Come to life. And I like, act a certain way. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird. And, and not in different that world, different to a team team though. Yeah, right. Different different dynamic to what you yeah. would have had in any team that yeah. you would have been part of. 
Mm. Both of you. Mm. It's just, I find it fascinating if one of you boys went in and obviously you did Wayne because there's an element of competition with it, but there's not as well. No, yeah. It's not, it's called a competition, but it is, it's no, not really. But if you, if you are, if you are competing, it's probably, you're probably not going to win it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. Like, yeah, and it's like, really oh, going, I'm going to try and win this. So then everyone yeah. goes, well, he's definitely not now then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. has anyone ever just gone balls out going like, I'm a champ. I, I'm going to win this thing. Like, I don't think it's, from a, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's public Can't opinion, it. isn't it? Yeah. It's like everyone going, oh, fuck off. You're not winning this then. <laughs> no, you know what I found? No, no, it's really hard, Nick, because the way I am, I want to do challenges. So I want to do them. But then everyone's arguing because they want to do them mm. and they want camera time. Or I just wanted to try every single challenge. Mm. I just wanted yeah, to. I reckon, not, I, you, mate, you'd be great on there. I reckon you should. Yeah, no, I think I'd enjoy it, like I say. But I if just they do a couple's one, you and Abby together, yeah. that'd be great. I'd, I'd probably do it to get four, four weeks off, to be honest. <laughs> well, I love it to pieces, but I'm fucking, fucking uh, I'll See how the relationships last. break. <laughs> Another thing you did when you retired, like me and you went on, we did tightrope walking, remember for that show, for yes. the show we did. Um, do you know about this? I, I can't remember the, this one. Me and Bridgie, I've had another right? offer come in as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go on, carry on though. Tightrope walking? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, because you were good at it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know if they had seen it though. <laughs> he honestly, right? So it was for the BBC for the Euro show I was yeah, doing, yeah. and we, I doing like extreme things. I jumped out of a plane with Jermaine Genius. I remember that. I don't I, remember um, the tightrope. Think you ski with I, Sean or I, something? I, I did skateboarding with Redknapp. I did uh, I did skiing with Sean Wright Phillips. Mm. Yeah, it was carnage. But me and Bridge did tightrope walking. I'm not joking. This this thing was so ridiculously high. And you've got a tightrope walk all the way along. And obviously you're harnessed in, but like, it, I found it tough. Yeah. Like it was, that was, I know you're harnessed in, but there is still a little bit of fear in there. No, I'd rather jump out of plane. Is it genuinely yeah. high? Yeah, it was high. If you fail, you break something. No, I, I, I felt like jumping out of a plane was far easier. Do you know why? Because once you jump out of a plane, you've gone, right? Mm. With tightrope walking, it's like you put your foot out, then it's like you've got to go again. It's like you jump out of a plane yeah. the first 20 few steps times. Are you know, it's like every step. And then when you get halfway, you're like, fucking hell, like, yeah. you can't go back. Did you have a pole? Did you have yeah, to yeah, like you a, pole. a pole? Yeah, you had a pole for balance, yeah. which was weird. Oh my God. And when he got across, I was gutted. <laughs> did I do it first time? Yeah, you did it like oh, straight yeah, away. It was like bang straight away. So was it a race, yeah. both of you? Well, no, no we, just, we, just we just practiced get, a bit. He went, he did it, right? And I was like, I can't not do this now. And I think for you, it became frustrating. Did it become frustrating for you in the really end? It was really frustrating. I, I think angry. the first bit was really hard. Uh, and obviously, I don't know. But then for Crouch, I think there was the worrying bit. And then he was just getting angry because he just kept falling. He went, kept I've got to do it. Off. You did it in the end, though. I did do it. Yeah, yeah. I, did. I did. I did it in the end. But I was really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been gutted if I'd have gone home and not done it. Yeah. But, um, but you yeah. nailed the tight one. So you're good at that as well. Well, it was all right. What aren't but you I, good at? Mate, take the harness off. I might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the thing with tightrope walking. I think that there shouldn't be a harness, really, should there? Yeah, but like we would, we would, we <laughs> definitely would have had something break yeah. or I'd be dead. dead. I'd be dead, broken or dead, one or the other. Really, it's just kind of not worth it. But then it's probably better to watch, isn't it? Are you quite open to like lots of these sort of weird experiences? Do you want to do more? Weird shit. I'd do more if they come along, but there was a tightrope one that come along recently, um, and it was going to be very. It was going to be a big, big one, but it was just the time for me. 
It was just too big much time away. Walk. What, like across We're like a proper, like, proper high up, proper big. There was one, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, but it was like, man. wasn't it like three months? It's a long old walk Three on a weeks away. away. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I reckon I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't past you. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was the three weeks away and then there was the training at home and everything and I was just like... It doesn't jump out at me enough to just go and do it, really. But you're, give, are you are you open I'll just turn to up and do it. Yeah. Are you are you open to? <laughs> yeah. Mad, if you want to like, chuck something my way, yeah. you come up with something. I'll we, come up what, with it. Like, what can we give? surprise me? Yeah. This is yeah. it. Are you up for coming to Crouch Fest? Yeah. November, I'll do anything at Crouch. Yeah. Right. So here's the, <laughs> here's the problem. I don't even know if I've got the imagination for well, what I'm we thinking, could do with this. No, I'm thinking. Can we put him in a tank underwater or something for like three hours or something? Tank underwater. Or what about like with oxygen? I'll do that. What about fired from cannon? Fired from cannon. Full on circus. I don't know. No, I just think I, I feel like every kind of challenge that you'll put. Like, you know, David Blaine went in one. ice for like three weeks or something. I feel like he could do it. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a challenge out there. How long does Crouch Fest go on for? Yeah, two hours. Is it safe to sit in ice for two hours? <laughs> I don't know. Like. <laughs> It just feels it's safe to be totally frozen from shoulder to toes. Maybe for two hours. maybe we just got to throw it out there. Maybe we got to see what what people would suggest. Well, let's, let's we, get the listeners to maybe write in. What is that the type of listeners you've got and some of the names they've come up for those teams? I'm a little bit worried. I think what we need here is some sort of um, either series of short Challenge. challenges or a challenge. I'm sort of seeing a couple of minutes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Big noise when he completes it. Yeah. I'd like some notice so I can train for it though. Yeah, yeah, exactly Brilliant. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, listen, you know, this podcast will be out and we'll uh, get a load of listeners to, to work out what they'd like, Wayne, to, you know, to challenge him. Or even yeah. you might be amazing at it and you might come and I could beat Wayne at this. Yeah. And he'd say, no, you fucking wouldn't. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's the genesis of a really good TV show here, in well, my opinion. You know, if you're good at something... You know, I, I, I'm gonna Wayne, we'll beat you. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. You come to us and we'll beat you. It's the Peter Crouch guarantee. We'll match it and raise it. We'll raise it. it. <laughs> we'll raise it. Yeah. Well, Bridgie will. Nice. Okay. <laughs> all ideas welcome. Uh, get into the socials, DMs, all that kind of thing. Or you can send us an email, peter.crouch at acast.com. So we spoke so much in the last podcast that we didn't really get into many listener messages. So shall we do a couple now? Yeah, 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 let's fire in. All right, I got one here from uh, George. Now the season is back stronger, so is the fantasy football. Me and the boys have come up with an ultimate punishment. Um, we have eight people in our league. The lads who finish seventh and eighth place get blindfolded and dropped off by the people who finish fifth and sixth at a destination in England of the winner's choice. From there, they have to make it back to our local pub where the rest of the league will be waiting for them. They won't be able to bring anything to help them on their journey, but they will be supplied with £50 each. A Nokia brick um, with the other lads' phone numbers on and a camera for them for them to document their journey. I think I want to join in in that. <laughs> <laughs> is this a challenge? First challenge. The thing, thing is, £50 each pulled between them... Um, and only would, the lads' numbers. All I was thinking was if you're first and they've been dropped off, are you staying at the pub from when they've been dropped off and you drop them further enough away that you've got like four or five days at that pub? Yeah, that's yeah, that's just good. <laughs> like true. if you drop them in, like on a, you know, on a, on a flight somewhere, then with 50 quid, how are you getting back? 
Yeah, because 50 quid That's seems like UK. quite a lot. Walk a bit, probably, and run. So, yeah. so I'm assuming they're getting dropped off far away. But it's not, surely isn't enough money for uh, the two lads to have 100, 100 pounds between them to, because you could, you could still make bus journey on that. Well, I'd I I just go well. and buy a 50 quid bike. Brilliant. Yeah, but then that, then or a skateboard. All, yeah. And then beast mode all the way home, <laughs> would it be? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, I think this is great. And we want to know more. I Super. think challenges are uh, sort of evolving. Forfeits are evolving with fantasy football at, at quite a rate. We had some good ones at the end of last season that we talked about on the podcast. Let us know what the ones you are lining up for the end of the season. And then come mm. the end of the season, we can follow up. And, and well, maybe maybe we could film some of them ourselves, like get involved in it. Yeah, them. it'd be good that. Yeah. Where, where, where would you drop me off? Um, it's kind of, it's sort of a bit like that show Hunted, this, isn't it? Yeah, but the other way around, your mates run away from you. Um, I find the biggest woods possible and drop you right in the, in the middle that you probably wouldn't even get out because you'd just be yeah. walking around in circles. That's the whole genius time. because then it makes the money irrelevant. Yeah. I think the money is well, actually quite generous. And I'd actually have you halfway up the tree as well. Yeah. <laughs> survival skills. I'd hoist yeah. him halfway if up the tree. If you took the blindfold off me, right, and I'm in the middle of the <laughs> fucking forest with, <laughs> with no phone, I, I, I could die there. You know when no, you... No, we'd uh, have a drone high up oh. or something just checking. You know when you were in the jungle, why aren't you allowed to eat the... Um, well, you're not encouraged to sort of, um, sort of bear grills the animals around you if you ever tried you'd get stopped yeah um and there's stuff like you if we ever won a lot we try and keep food on the side some people try sneaking food in yeah. i know you'd always get caught cause there's cameras on 24 7 so you just get caught yeah you do, do you remember on that show you get the odd person smuggling in the seasoning yeah. Yeah. herbs you'd always yeah. like it's even like there was a i think conor mcgregor was fine we were always trying to get the results and we ended up getting it in the end i hope i don't get no one in trouble here um, yeah. But they never want to give, no one wants to give you anything because they would literally just get fired. Like, I offered a grand for a Mars bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, seriously, mate, just give you me a Mars a grand bar. For a Mars yeah, bar. mate, you, are, you don't realize how hungry you are. I, <laughs> I, mate, I look, if I show you a picture what I look like, I'm like, literally, it's, it's bad the amount of weight I lost. Madness. Um, okay, where would, where would we drop you? So we'd put you in the woods, but. That would be maybe slightly irresponsible of us. What about uh, a friend point of on view? A, on a surfboard in the sea. <laughs> oh my God, you're a sick man. <laughs> That's why I want to get involved in this. <laughs> yeah. Surfboard in the sea. I hopefully they do that one now. That's a good one. So we've got this message from Joe. I have a good nickname. A good nickname for you. A few years ago in Cambodia, I was staying in this hostel on a small island. There were probably around 70 guests. There have been five foot six. I was probably the shortest guy on the island. Despite this, I somehow ended up separately sleeping with two of the tallest girls on the island, six foot plus. As you can imagine, this leads to an awkward moment whenever it is my turn to be the big spoon as logistically it doesn't work. <laughs> This led me to getting the affectionate name Jetpack Joe. <laughs> Jetpack Joe. That is a great nickname. I actually really like that nickname. That is good. <laughs> so he's just a jetpack on the back of the of, of the young lady. Wow. I want to meet Jetpack Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen this message from Andy, and he's put together a, a McDonald's five uh, six aside team. Uh, it's uh, Steve McFarlane. <laughs> 
supposedly. David Nuggets or Nugent. Uh, Big McAllister. Yeah, Big Mac. Yeah. Oh, Big Mac. Big Mac Allister. Sorry. Ashley Cola. Ian Sprite. (laughs) Happy Emil Heskey. (laughs) 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 Which is a belter. Uh, And they've been managed managed by Barry Fryers. (laughs) I told. I shouldn't. We're we're forty year old men. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I shouldn't be laughing at it. I don't know when that doesn't. You know, I don't know when it stops being funny. That kind of stuff. But no, I, just, I can't. I can't wait to get a commentator on, on the know, to, to to do the lineups. Yeah. Number. Yeah, well, what, what we're gonna do? I think how we need to do is we'll some point in the week we'll put it up on the social. You fire in with suggestions underneath that. We'll get it voiced, and then in the next podcast we can we can play it on here. Should we do one more message? Mm. All right, this one's from Lawrence. It says hi lads, love the pod. One of the lads in our group is six foot seven, which which earned him the nickname Peter Crouch. This then got shorted to PC, uh, and he's now known as the Constable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see the evolution, <laughs> can't you? Well, that's like my mate Paintryer. Zach says my mate Paintryer who turned into PD, and then he was P Diddy, and then he was Diddy. Yeah. So he's been a, from from being a boring man, he's turned into quite a charismatic yeah. figure. So yeah, a bit of constable. You know, thankfully that no one ever did that to me at school. <laughs> a constable. <laughs> Oh. oh, this is I don't know. Uh, Wayne, last last week we had um, someone who wrote his name was Richard Bree, um, and his nickname was Dick Cheese, <laughs> <laughs> which I found to be one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. I still like Jetpack. Yeah, Jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> Jetpack's good. Um, all right, well, listen, you know, Wayne, mm. thanks for coming on. I know you've done uh, you. you know a couple of podcasts, but we only do that with the people that we really love and the people that give us good stuff to go on. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Thank you very much. Loved it. Stop now. Get a margarita. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.